Hey fellow listeners, welcome to the Girl in My Mind podcast. I'm RP, your podcaster, and I hope you enjoy this episode of The Girl in My Mind. Now without further ado, let's get into this. Chapter 2 The Intruder As of right now, I was just obliterated, every piece of me broken in a way that I never thought I would ever take personally. I finally made it to my controls and saw the supervisor give me her usual glare. You know what to do, she sarcastically said, before walking out through the mechanical doors of my office. For the first time, I don't, well, at least with myself. I locked in my key again, the one that gave me access to help manage Brickling City, and started leaning on my controls. I only had a few rules I needed to obey when managing BC, Brickling City. They may have been just five, but the Haven took them very seriously. Number one, never let the humans see anything outside their world. Brickling City wasn't, was exactly what it sounded, sounded like, a city. But the city is a utopia. Anything else wouldn't dare compete, which is why we didn't let them leave. I agree, it's a little restricting coming from experience, but at least they had the freedom to go walk around their city with their little smiles and pizza. I want to taste pizza. Oh, why did he have to say no? Saying this, I clenched the joystick on my controls and looked over at my monitor. I saw a little boy in a green shirt. He was a redhead but dyed his hair black, because everyone else had black hair, obviously. The choice made by Moa, by the way. Yep, another life, another crisis averted. But anyways, I saw him almost running over to talk to another girl sitting in the corner. Oh no, we couldn't have that. I closed in on the microphone in the center of my station. Be a good little boy now. Stay with the group. Somebody else will do it anyways. The boy quickly turned around and headed off, walking in the other direction. Just another day doing good, huh? Which I guess leads me to another rule. Number two, never abandon your post. If we did, there wouldn't be any way we could manage the humans. If you do manage to leave your post, the humans could commit crimes to their world or mistakenly ruin it with the slightest imperfections, turning into flaws and then disappointment. We wouldn't want that, would we? Asked Mr. Sterling as his hands would bend over the pages. He flipped to the next page, expecting us to answer. He was reading chapter one of A Perfect World and Perfect Angels. No, sir, I remember saying, along with the other angels, when we were first preparing to take over our own controls. Suddenly, I noticed the screen on my monitor started flickering. I quickly started shuffling around my controls. The monitor was cracking, which was odd because it had never done that before. Why now, I thought as I started pressing the ruby-colored reboot button. The first thing I knew, I was seeing the the skyscrapers light up in the middle of the day as thousands of people walked against the concrete and little children leaving school peering at little glitches of... Was that red?
Oh God, say it ain't so. Well, if it isn't the gem of our day. Huh, gem 81634. I moaned, turning around to see that white-haired snob smiling back at me as if she had known I had gotten into some kind of trouble. Are you, are you perplexed again before? Or was it that you just didn't see any pictures in our yearbook? <laughs> she questioned, totally unaware by the fact that yearbooks are filled with pictures. What are you doing here, Gemmate? Or have you just forgotten the second rule of being an angel? I shot back, trying to mimic her mean girl stand. My control center, my control center just broke down. Just like that. So my supervisor suggested I come in here to borrow yours. Speaking of which, Kind of surprised they gave me a decent model of a control center without having to baby-proof it. Her sentences darted at me with the sash she carried in her twisted little dark heart. Ironic since you think being an angel would give you some perspective. She started walking closer towards me and then looked at my controls. I could tell she was a bit confused, but I didn't understand why. We both looked at each other and I immediately realized something was wrong. Alright, what prank are you trying to pull on me, newbie? I'm not pulling anything. What makes you think I'm pulling anything? Well, obviously you're doing something wrong. Two monitors can't glitch on the same day. For goodness sake, we never had a monitor glitch once. Gemmate's tone started getting cracky. My hands were fidgeting with each other and I started biting my nails. I was just as confused as ever and my head ached as if a blade had just cut through it while it was spinning. What makes you think I'm pulling something? I screamed. I was not going to be rejected and ridiculed even more than I had to on the same day. Gemma shook her head in denial, still thinking it was something of a sick joke, complaining just as much as I was raising my voice in anger. This went on for about a few minutes till we heard a loud thumping. It went. It went. We both looked at each other and then shifted our gaze at my monitor. Everything went up in static and almost ignited into flames. Oh great, just great. What are we going to do now? This is exactly what happened to my screen. Jemmy blurted in a panic. I looked over at her with the bit of sense I had left. I've, I've broken my connection to the human world. I'm never going to the human world now. And more importantly, I had lost connection to the only source I had of it. I already angered Mr. Sterling earlier. How will he react to this? Everything went silent until I heard the alarm go off. Everyone come to the main hall. We have some important news to share regarding um, or these difficulties. Me and Jemmy dashed for the door, still baffled about what just went down. I headed towards the main hall. I wasn't too surprised to see everybody there, but it wasn't just angels crowding around this plastic blue table. Faculty was also crowding around it, and in the middle of it all, actually standing on the dingy thing, was Mr. Sterling. We rarely got to see Mr. Sterling out of his office, so whatever this was about, we could infer it was serious. I'm surprised to see you all out here without actually doing anything. He tried to joke. It wasn't funny. <clears throat> anyway, I'm sorry to pull you all from work, 
but I'm sure all of you are familiar that a lot of our power was lost, short-circuiting everything, including our control centers and monitors, making us lose connection to the human world, also making us unable to convey our message of righteousness to the world too, Mr. Sterling announced. As you could guess, nothing like this has ever happened to us before. Mr. Sterling further explained that he was sending faculty out to check out what might have happened. We've come to the conclusion that there was an, that there was an intruder in her mists, deliberately cutting the power and making us unable to connect. Who would do that? Make us feel like we were under attack because I for one was terrified for the faculty and for us. Reading the room, there were whispers. Knowing this for the first time, we were called for a break and to stay sure that this person will be hunted and captured. We were also given a mini alarm in case we encountered anything suspicious. After that, I walked out of the room along with everyone else, elbows being bumped and all. Stunned, all I could really do was go to my control center, trying to process all this. My vision blurred like the bits of red in my control center. I know, right? She totally would do this. As I was walking back in the corner of my eye, I could see Gemmate and her friends looking at me. I think they were following me, maybe even trying to grab my attention with their whispering. I turned around, ready for whatever comments and rumors they wanted to spread about this. Without any context, Gemmate started singing. Fess up, you're done, you're a girl on the run. Fess up, it's time, you know you don't belong. All right, already, a little, a little part of me was startled. I started to slowly back away from Gemmate's creepy little stare. Little did I know, her friends grabbed my hands and started chanting the same phrase. What's going on? What are you going on about? I said, trying to break loose from Gemmate's minion's grip. I couldn't. We we both know who did this. Don't try lying to me before. You're always just going to be the bad guy in this. The broken screen was a nice ruse, but you can't convince me. After everything, it was always me. It was always you, wasn't it? I know I didn't have that many friends by my side. I know I got carried away with my daydreams about the human world. But when did a broken screen ever lead to this much? Nobody likes being accused of things, and especially when it's not true, and it's about something you know you really cared about. I started shaking a lot more intensely, and I managed to get one finger off before Jemmate and a few of her other friends started interrogating me right there, in the middle of the hallway. Finally, I broke free and ran for my office office's doorway, I slammed the mechanical door so fast, it seemed like the steel doors could shatter any second. I was going to find out who did this, right now. I know I may be rushing it, but I don't care. Enough is enough. You could say that anything could happen right now, because I'm so delusional at this point. But I could have sworn I saw a shadow, shaped like one of those paper dolls. No, no, it was an angel. Or at least, it looked like an angel's shadow. In a blink of an eye, it was gone. Desperate at this point, all I could do was let my curiosity and assumptions get the best of me. Why would a person want to check on me? 
Or why would they run away so quickly? And then it hit me. I ran outside my doors, grabbing my key and clutching onto the alarm given to me by Mr. Sterling. The shadow soon became a silhouette going up and down the peeling wallpaper on the ceiling. Whatever it was, it was escaping. Every time I heard footsteps, it soon became an echo in the hall. I, cha I chased the shadow down again, letting my feet squeak as less as possible until I made it to the exit. I never went outside of the ha haven. After all, it was rule number three, the most important one of the five, never leave. I of all people should have known. I knew I couldn't leave. I knew Mr. Sterling would be furious. I knew I would never hear the end of it from all the angels, especially Gem 8. Which is why, at that moment, I wonder why I did it. I pushed the exit door open to see pink in the sky, except white, and puffy clouds tickling the sides of my shoes, then gradient squeaky floors. The temperature rose, and dreams suddenly awoke again. And that's when I saw the shadow. Actually, not a shadow, not a silhouette, not a part of the puffy clouded floor, not a part of the pink stained sky, not even an angel. It was a boy. Hey, he said. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Girl in My Mind. Make sure to tune in every Sunday to listen to newly uploaded episodes and make sure to share this podcast with friends and family. This is RP, your podcaster, signing off. Till next time, and remember to stay mindful.